0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Level Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bowen. We look forward to talking to you guys today. What's up, guys? My name's Chris Bowen. Uh, I'm here with Nick Ol- Olgavee, Um, and this is our first episode of the Level Up the Podcast. So we're excited to have Nick here with us today. Nick is the owner of Lux Blades. They are a turf distribution company, installation company, and then he also owns a sport court company as well. Um, So we're super happy to have Nick here. Nick, uh, tell us a little bit about your business, man. Yeah, thanks.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, So I do all things artificial turf. I've been doing this for almost two decades. Um, I started in Clovis, New Mexico and went to Florida and I was there in Florida doing it, covered all of Florida uh, until about three years ago. And I moved to the Frisco area and of Texas. And you know, it's it's been good ever since. And so I just um, before COVID, I was really heavily in the commercial area, okay. um, a lot of theme park companies. I'll um, just say you said
0: uh, that big theme parks one of your com- one of your uh, clients. That's <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to say it, but yeah. So a big yeah, theme park. <laughs> that's right, a big theme park in
1: Florida, <laughs> centrally located. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've done uh, some Hard Rock hotels, and so I'm kind of excited. The Hard Rock's coming over here in Oklahoma North Texas area, right? Yep. So that's that's going to yep. be huge, Margaritaville.
0: Are you going to be doing any of the work at the new? Um, I believe it's like Universal in frisco right yeah yeah you know
1: i hope so i hope they find me um you know it's it's a little different because they're all it's universal but all these corporations are owned by a certain it's
0: okay okay so it's not individualized where like you have a connection with this person no and they do it all they schedule all the turf for all
1: no but you know what if i don't get the turf i hope whoever gets the turf does a great job well yeah absolutely you know, and so that's why, you know, I have the Turf Biz Academy and stuff like that, where I teach people how to do artificial turf. And okay. and people are like, why do you teach your competition? And I tell people it's because I don't want people to go to a backyard to a Super Bowl party, let's just say a Super Bowl party, and like, man, they had turf, but it was installed crappy. So I'm glad we didn't do that. We want turf to be beautiful. So they're like,
0: I need to go get a bid for that turf. Yeah. You don't want to turn people off to the idea of it. I mean, I have turf in my backyard and it's probably the greatest decision that me and my wife have ever made. Right? We, we <laughs> love it. Yeah, exactly. You're not having to spend the weekends
1: out there mowing.
0: That's exactly right. And the dogs like it. The kids like it. Um, it just makes life so much easier. Yeah. So much easier.
1: Yeah. And so, and so, you know, I, I, I was the first uh, person to install artificial turf as a golf course in the United States. Really? Um yeah, I installed it on the south rim of the Paladir Canyon. So that was that was pretty cool. I would have been the first one in the world but a company out of Dubai Built it two months prior. If I hadn't got some rain, I think I would have beat them. But, you know, <laughs> it is what it is.
0: Hey, still the first one in the United States, right? That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah. So that's my claim to fame.
0: <laughs> that's cool, man. But, so you have this business where you yeah. teach others how to do it. Um, and then you also have your distribution channel as well, correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. So uh, we uh, we have, you know, turf that's made, you know, domestically here in the United States. That is a little bit more expensive. And then we have a more cost effective one that's made in uh, Vietnam is where I have it made. So I don't, I don't hinder, tell people, well, it's, it's all, you know, I'm yeah. very, you know, me, Chris, I'm transparent. yeah And Absolutely. so, it's not uh, all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it's good. Uh, what I did was for three years, I found the best of all the different turfs and molded them into just three SKUs. So most turf companies, they'll have multiple of SKUs and, you know, they can go to a local distribution warehouse, pick them up and you go to the person's house and you're like, oh, huh, that looks just like this turf. That... Because they all go to the same place. Yeah. And so I try to differentiate myself and just do the best. So people ask us or they'll tell, well, you weren't, you weren't as cheap as the other guys and i tell them exactly we're not the cheapest but we do believe we're the best and so i take that i take that to our products the products Look, that other people can buy other installers from lux blades they can buy and get the best
0: so here's my question for you yeah. if you know somebody's a young entrepreneur that's wanting to you know manufacture products overseas what was that process kind of like? How did you go about finding a manufacturer overseas to even begin with? And then how did you test products and stuff like that? Because don't they yeah. make you buy like a whole container so, to bring over?
1: Yeah. So so the most important thing was I, uh, I found them on LinkedIn, okay. different manufacturers, and I had every one of them send me samples. Yeah. And then whenever I found the couple, two or three of the manufacturers I really liked, I said, "Okay, I like these, but can you make it like this?" And they did. And the most important thing in 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 all artificial turf is you don't want a latex backing because okay. the UV will damage it and it will it will start hurting the turf, right? The warranty is not going to be there. So I said, ah, "I you know, the price was great, don't get me wrong, but it didn't meet the quality." So then when I found the company that the quality I said, I want it tested and so then they tested it and then everything that I do I get tested so for instance
0: so they're testing
1: and you're doing an independent test on your own too on my own because I have to verify for my clients yeah absolutely and so like I have this to to back up there's a lot of people doing rooftops with turf a ton Uh, but I'm the only one
0: oh I guess like commercial okay
1: yep But I'm the only one in the world that has a Category 5 uplift test proven security system for artificial turf. And that's because of a certain person I have to install for requires things to be engineered, right? And so right here in our our area outside of uh, like Carrollton area, it's called Hague Engineering. Okay. They specialize in... um, roof engineering and stuff. So I took them made do this test called a bell test for wind uplift. So they yeah. They made it like a hurricane 5 inside this chamber and my turf passed. The way that's that I designed it to install it. So yeah. Side so test everything. Cool.
0: So okay, so that I mean there's only so many people I guess in the United States that can claim that yeah, that's a really good selling point when it comes down to some of these commercial applications, especially the really high end commercial applications with a lot yeah. of what we're seeing go on right now in the U S um, in some of the, these resorts that they're building right now. Yeah. So that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. A hundred percent, you know? And so then that goes to my, uh, my courts, right. My courts that I install. Uh, yeah. My sports courts. Um, I've, i they're made here in the United States. Okay. And I went through three different manufacturers here as well. And I found the one that's the best. It's a little bit more expensive, but it's the best. Yeah. And,
0: and what kind really... of differentiates those different levels on a sport court um, for somebody who's not super familiar with sport courts?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I do the, the tile sport courts, and okay. it's, it's the thickness. It could be the thickness of the plastic, it could be the shock absorption. There's a lot of different factors that I I play into in order to get the best. Uh, warranty, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. UV, UV extrusion. You know, and I learned a lot about UV extrusion in the manufacturing of turf. So it's all done with plastic resins and stuff like that. And so that's how these courts are made, through extrusion of plastic with resins. Okay. So, that's yeah. That's cool.
0: And then, so talk to us a little bit about how your franchise model works because uh, are you involved in kind of the North Texas franchise or do they kind of run independently of you or how, how does that kind of work?
1: Yeah. So um, had a couple here that bought um, Lux Blades North Texas and like I said, they cover all of North Texas. I'm there to help. Okay. Um, you know, I don't have, I have a non-compete where I can't, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, yeah. that's just, that's good on both parts, right? It is, yeah. And so I set, I set them up um, for success, and they take all my pictures, like, you know, all my pictures, all my testing. So that way they can run with it and set them up um, with marketing and stuff like that. And yeah. so each location is based off of, obviously, the demographics. How many people are in the area? how That dictates the cost of the franchise.
0: Okay, so it's a demographic-based franchise fee versus just like a flat – um i guess revenue
1: correct percentage.
0: okay Yep. so and then how many uh franchises do you have currently just the one or the more just,
1: yeah just the one just the one here in uh in tech in uh north texas
0: and what's kind of the plan are you wanting to go beyond that or what are yeah, you yeah know,
1: so i want to get around seven i think that's the sweet spot okay um just because that way it leaves a lot on the table for other people. So if I had one in say Florida and they need to do something in Georgia, they could. Or yeah. maybe I had one set in Georgia, they wanted to go to Florida. I because I don't one thing is I don't want to pigeonhole
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: these people. And and that's what I see you? a lot of franchises do. They pigeonhole and yeah. like, oh well sorry, sorry for bad luck, but you can only do Frisco, Texas. You can't do Denton, Texas, which
0: is right there. Isn't that wild how so franchises work like that? I was yeah. uh, listening to another podcast the other day where somebody was talking about that, where they've got it broken up into you know eight different franchises in the Metroplex, and I'm like, wow, that takes out a lot of business when you've got that many in one concentrated area. Because when I ran my construction company, I mean, yes, we focused on a specific area, but we went all over. I mean, we right. were in Flowermont, we went to Salina, we were going to Fort Worth, we were you know, McKinney uh, all, all over. And I don't understand why you would want to be confined, you know, to such a very small geographic area um, yeah. because it really limits your ability to grow.
1: It does. And it, it limits the ability for the franchisee to grow, but it also creates, I would think a headache for someone like me with, if they call me and say, well, so-and-so stole my business here. Cause yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be a babysitter. No. I, that's the last thing I want to do.
0: Yeah. Like I could see, like, if you had a North Texas, maybe you had a Houston, you know. It, that a, makes sense. One or two in Florida, maybe like a South Florida. Uh, yes. Maybe like a Northern Florida, you know. Yeah. Stuff like that where you're, you know, you have several hours between them. hundred percent. You're not going to go for the average job. No. But, you know, you don't want them competing within the same, you know, couple mile radius. I would exactly. think. exactly
1: you. You want enough. You want enough meat left on the bone for these people, so they stay hungry. They stay. You know they they want to go out and get it.
0: Well, and they want to stay franchisees too. I, exactly. I mean, that's <laughs> retention. Uh, it, when a franchise is not great outside of you know the McDonald's and Chick fil A's and stuff like that, and so I feel like that's the responsibility of the franchisor is to help kind of entice these people to want to stay and giving them a reason to stay. And I think that's a big reason is they're not fighting with their own competition from their own company. A hundred percent, a
1: hundred percent. You know, we, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, water shapes university. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to be on one of their publications coming out.
0: Oh, nice. I love those guys. Yeah.
1: And so, uh, you know, Eric was, uh, you know, interviewing me and stuff like that. And we were kind of going over the exact same, what you're talking about. Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know those guys very well. So they were all, I used to be a part of the Genesis program, which is very similar to WaterShape University. Okay. Um, it was prior to WaterShape. So all the instructors that are at WaterShape now used to teach for Genesis back when I did that. And so <laughs> I went awesome. all the way through kind of their program back then. Um, And then when they started water shapes was kind of when I was on my way out of the industry. But yeah, those are all really good guys. I know Paolo really well, David Penton, um, Ben, all those guys. That's awesome. Good, good people. Yeah, for sure. And good for for the industry as well, in my opinion.
1: I think so too, you know, it's just one of those things like,
0: they're just education. Yeah. I think the more educated contractors or really anybody in business can be the better they are at running their business mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, uh, knowledge is power. And yeah. if you don't know, if you don't have the knowledge about the product that you're selling, you're going to make mistakes.
1: A hundred percent. They could be costly ones, right? They could be in very our industry. They could go really south. really. Yes, fast.
0: they can. Yes, <laughs> they can. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Tell me a little bit about what it took to kind of, for, for those people that are listening, that are, you know, considering going the franchise route, mm-hmm. how did you set up your franchise? Like what was involved with, you know, the legalities of that?
1: So you got to do, you know, oh, there's a lot set up with it. <laughs> you got to do your, um, oh my gosh, I can't even, I do technical terms, right? But it's all the, um. Set up for uh, compliance, right? Everything from compliance to um, making sure they just don't deface your name of your company.
0: So, and did you have to trademark Lux Blades then? To so be able yeah, to do so that? so like...
1: Texas, yeah, Texas, you trademark it. And, he, and what's funny is I've even trademarked the saying "turfed out," and so it turned out really good. It "turfed out."
0: I love that. That's and cool. I, and
1: I, I trademarked that too. And when you trademark things. It's very specific. Yes. So, you know, it's it's very, you're going to do it for social media. Are you going to do it for, and you have to pay for each exact, ex, you know. Yeah. Exact one. So, um, yeah, it's just, and when you're just setting up a franchise, you can set it up as if you get pers- paid on the back end too, right? Like mm-hmm. if uh, your gross sales are XYZ, you get 3%. Or, so, and that's a lot of negotiating with, people coming on board.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. So, I'm sure it's not like a set amount. You know, it's hey, at least in this this industry, you know, of this is the percentage you pay off the top of gross.
1: Yeah, and and everything's different, but but you know, me, I'm kind of like a um, straightforward and very simple at the same yeah. time cuz I feel like if you keep it simple, it's better. Like you have to meet these goals if you don't meet these goals, then, you know, sorry. I mean, I got to take it back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because, because it holds them accountable and it holds me accountable. Because I got to do what I say. Like, I'm having to help with marketing. I'm having to help with this, you know, with distribution. I'm having to help. I have all these different roles that I'm still helping with. So, you yeah, know, I got to hold, my,
0: so hold myself accountable too. Yeah, you don't just get to hang out now that you've got a franchisee. You know, no. that it's nothing like that at all. No, you don't oh, just come out and collect a paycheck. No, <laughs> I wish that was the case. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people think that you know when you own a franchise that, like you know, a franchise system, that's what it is: is you just you hang yeah. out and collect a check, and it's there's so yeah. much that goes into the back end. I mean, I'm sure that you help them set up their CRM uh, oh, yeah. the way that it needed to be. You're helping with all the the marketing, the social media. The yes. photography, the videos, oh yeah, you know, all of everything. that goes into it. everything,
1: and that's you know, and that's all laid out in in the documents that we all sign, because like I said, it just goes back into it holds myself accountable as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely, and what is a what is a typical day for you look like as an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, wake up about six a.m. Um, get a pot of coffee going. That's a that's my very first. That's my very first. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> check on the cows, right? And then um,
0: I forgot you have cows. Yeah, I've got cows. You yeah. live in Frisco, but you must yeah, live so on like, like outskirts of Frisco.
1: So, so my actual home is Salina.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well, that makes yep. Sense. So, um, and I, I love it there. But I'm I'm very fortunate to have some acreage. And um have have two cows, obviously for ag exemption, right? Let's I just let's just you know be honest here. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, take care of them, um, and come over here to the office. My office is at Grandscapes.
0: Yeah, it's a cool office too. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's a cool office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a little bit for everybody,
1: right? And I mean, it's just it's yeah. not.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's it's a pretty cool spot. You know, I was lucky enough to get to. Uh, to tour the office that for those of you who don't know a few months back um, and it's just a really cool space i mean the the whole area of grandscape is just really beautiful yeah so it's yeah it's
1: it's nuts we just finished up uh fireside surf which uh okay is crazy and they have that big the big uh, pool that they have a 30 foot wave on what and they go that's through a million wild. gallon million gallons of water in 1 minute
0: that's crazy
1: yeah, so I mean, I hope everybody is watching. Goes to this place and checks it, it, it just to see that's the wild. just to see the water moving that fast and that much is incredible. And then uh, you'll see our fake palm trees there. Oh, um, that's right
0: you do the fake you do the palm trees as well. Yep, yeah.
1: our fake palm trees are there. The turf will be there. Um, it's just yeah, it's cool. And then you got Tiger Woods building their His deal next door. Yep, yeah. and yeah. it's just. I mean, this spring and summer over there is going to be
0: awesome. It really is. Um, I was actually able to see a wave pool like that one time, the behind the scenes. I was actually doing a class. uh, I can't remember Genesis or Water Shapes, but uh, they took us uh, behind the scenes of Mandalay Bay to take a look at the Lazy River and the wave pool there. And you want to talk about crazy to see, you know hundred and fifty horsepower pumps <laughs> pumping water through twelve inches of pipe to create these effects. It it is the one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty it was pretty spectacular. I'm not gonna I lie. I bet I bet that was awesome. It was very cool. It was very cool. So and then I've heard the Bellagio in Vegas is also really cool. The uh fountains, I've heard that's one of the best pump rooms in the world. So, I can only
1: imagine. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's the stuff that I kind of geek out about is right. some of the technical parts of it, but I just, I, I love it. It's cool. That's awesome. So if, uh, if we've got guys listening that are in the turf industry, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? You know, whether it's about, uh, buying turf at wholesale or setting up a franchisee situation?
1: Yeah. So the best way to get a hold of me is, uh, the real that's a good one okay. um or just uh like my sign back there lux l u x e blades b l a d s dot com and nick at luxblades dot com
0: okay, perfect, i love it so. well, Nick, it's been so great talking to you today, man. I really appreciate your time
1: and yeah, it's you been know, great
0: I can't wait to get this episode out for everybody, man <laughs> awesome. everybody' be excited about it, so thank you for being my first uh my first guest, man oh yeah,
1: thank you chris. Bye. Have a good one.